Well, my brothers and sisters, I love this season. This has got to be one of my favorite seasons of the year. And uh, we're in the Christmas season right after the opening salvo on December 25th. We get hit with a blockbuster line of saints and feasts. So we've got St. Stephen today, and then tomorrow we have St. John Evangelist, our, our patron saint of our local church here. And then uh, we have, there's, there's Thomas Beckett that comes, and uh, the Slaughter of the Innocents, a very fascinating feast day, and then Holy Family we're preparing for, which is going to be this upcoming Sunday. So we've got all these great feasts that, that come at us, one right after the other. And they're all, in some way, relevant to Christmas, to the Christmas season. But, we've, but they make us think, so you got to ask yourself, well, why would this particular feast be relevant to the Christmas season? And St. Stephen is kind of one of those ones that you got to really put your thinking caps on. Okay, so why the day after we celebrate the birth of this chubby, cute baby in the manger scene, why suddenly now we've got this adult man who's getting his bloodshed, you know, for Jesus? What's, what's going on here? Why the contrast? And the idea is that... Christ, as we know, came on Christmas Day out of love. But, Jesus says in the Gospels, No greater love can a man have than that he lay down his life for his friends. And so we understand that when Jesus came as this cute chubby baby on Christmas Day, he came out of love. But that was all really just a preparation for Easter, for the cross, for Good Friday and, and for Easter Sunday. And so we see that uh, St. Stephen's Feast, the first Christian martyr who shed his blood for love of God, it was placed right after Christmas to kind of remind us of the, the ultimate direction of Christmas. Christmas ultimately is directed to Good Friday and to Easter Sunday. So that's, that's part of the idea here. But going back to that phrase that Christ said that I quoted, it says, No greater love can a man have than that he lay down his life for his friends. Uh, we have this issue of friendship going on in our texts today. Jesus, in the Gospel of Matthew, we just heard, he talks about how, quite contrary to the idea of love and friendship, we're going to have children betraying parents, and parents betraying uh, children, and brothers betraying brothers, being handed over to death, so forth and so on. And uh, so there's a lot of antisocial um, effects of sin that the gospel and that Christianity is going to sort of agitate. Okay, not that Christianity causes these things directly, but because Christianity is light coming into the darkness, the darkness becomes all kind of creeped out, and it, it gets really, really it's, it stirs up and it's agitated, and so then it kind of goes overboard here. So you've got this really strong reaction on the part of society against these against Christians, and uh, there's there is going to inevitably be persecution against the church, and and an opportunity and occasion for martyrdom. And we see that with with Saint Stephen. Saint Stephen is the first Christian martyr. Now, in contrast to the people who hated him, persecuted him, and killed him, he demonstrated the greatest love imaginable. And that is right before he's about to die, when he's right in the middle of him being stoned. I mean, they're, they're chucking stones at him. All right? And he has a vision of Christ in heaven, and he calls out and he says, Lord, forgive them, 
They don't know what they're doing. Okay. Actually, I don't think he says they don't know what they're doing, but he says, Lord, forgive them. Do not hold this sin against them. Okay. So he's asking for his own murderers to be forgiven while they're murdering him. <laughs> That's an amazing demonstration of love. And it's an exact imitation of Christ on the cross who said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they're doing. Um, <clears throat> for, for a moment here, I'm on a lost word. Just give me a moment here. My, my cold, I'm still getting over my cold here. Um, oh, I don't even know where I was going in my homily. I'm sorry. Well, in any event, we have this, this great demonstration of love being, oh, I'm sorry. And who was standing by St. Stephen? Who was standing by actually approving of his death? It was Saul. Okay? Saul, who would become St. Paul. So St. Paul, this is an amazing event. Okay? So here's a future saint, and he's actually approving of the death of Stephen. Stephen says, forgive them. Stephen's prayer was the spiritual energy behind St. Paul's eventual conversion. So think about So that's a demonstration of the power of forgiveness. The, the forgiveness that Stephen demonstrated in the midst of his being killed, so powerful that it eventually led to Paul's conversion. And then Paul, of course, being one of the greatest apostles, he then spread the love of the gospel to thousands and thousands. I mean, to this day, his, his writings can consist of probably half the New Testament, St. Paul. So we see that one little act of forgiveness on St. Stephen's part, the incredible butterfly effect that it had. Um, and uh, so for us, my brothers and sisters, when we think of love, when we think of the Christ child coming to us on Christmas Day, we, think of for, we, we need to think of forgiveness. And this is what Saint, the Feast of St. Stephen teaches us. And we need to understand that even though we don't see, like St. Stephen didn't see with his own bodily eyes all the effects uh, that his forgiveness would have. So it is for us. We have to, we, we forgive in faith. We live our Christian lives in faith, uh, trusting but not seeing with our eyes the incredible effects, positive effects that, the, that those lives and that forgiveness is going to have uh, on into the future, even though we might not ever, ever be witnesses to those positive effects. So this is, this is why we have St. Stephen and uh, Christmas put together today, my brothers and sisters.